0: Welcome everyone to peer-to-peer real estate show. I'm your host, William Morales. And on today's show, I have Stephanie Boyd. And let me tell you a little about her. After a successful career in criminal investigations, Stephanie went on to pursue her dreams of joining the family real estate business. She spent years learning the ins and outs of real estate and lending with her family brokerage and was able to purchase her first home at 23 Today, Stephanie is a broker, mortgage, and loan expert who specializes in helping real estate agents gain an edge in the competitive market and has both real estate and mortgage broker licenses and is the CEO of her own corporation. Stephanie is a proud Air Force mom has three sons, two granddaughters, and an adorable adorable P- Pomeranian Lola. Sorry, I butchered that. <laughs> Stephanie is passionate about grassroots community outreach and enjoys working with her community to find solutions to help people experiencing homelessness in Sacramento. Stephanie, thank you so much for being on Pay to Pay Real Estate Show. How are you?
1: Great. Thanks for having me, William
0: no it's my pleasure so stephanie tell us how you got here well you became a mortgage broker you you know you uh you seemed like to have a different type of 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 life when it came to real estate before that so what was your journey like
1: well it started i started out as a teen mother so um that inspired me to really go forward with my education um so I graduated high school two years early, went to college, learned about criminal justice, and I went and on to become the youngest criminal investigator in my county. Mm-hmm. And um, I did that for almost five years. But growing up, I had watched both of my parents be successful business owners. So my dad was a general contractor. Um, my mom was in real estate. She started out in appraisals, and then she got a real estate license, started a brokerage, and then she mm-hmm. just learned how to do loans back in the late 90s. So when I decided that the ups and downs of the days of living with a a life of crime, basically investigating serious felonies kind of wears on your soul a little bit. And so I did experience some burnout from that job and decided to move into the family real estate business in 2000. Uh So yeah it's been a journey of ups and downs in the real estate industry um a lot of the agents in our office myself included went and got massage licenses in 2008 when the market crashed we realized uh, massage might be a lot less stressful so um some of us came back into the industry some of us did not but um i did get my license reinstated in 2015 And um, by that time, there were a lot of new regulations, um, the Frank Dodds Act that resulted from the crash. And so the NMLS was created and a whole new licensing agency for oversight of mortgages. So I went ahead and got that license in 2018 and got back into mortgages. Uh, A lot of people don't know that in the early 2000s, you did not need a license to be a mortgage broker.
0: I heard that. I heard that. I remember I was reading a little bit up on it and I was like, oh, wow. So before 2008, give or take, maybe, you you know, it was a free for all.
1: It really was. Um, If you had a real estate license and a willingness to learn how to structure mortgage loans, then you could just do it. And so um, that was probably a learning experience for yeah. the industry. And hence, now we have a lot of regulations, um, qualified mortgages, there's no more stated income, yeah. you know, none of those risky loans that got us in trouble. Um, yet here we are in trouble again in the real estate industry. So the pandemic was great for refis and purchases until it wasn't. And um, it's been getting a bit dicey lately with these interest rates going up and the values going down and affordability disappearing. So we're in a whole new world today, uncharted territory.
0: Yeah, no, I definitely uh, agree, uh, agree with that. So did you know that you always wanted to be an entrepreneur though? Or was that as you got older or once you saw your family in the real estate business, you figure, hey, you know what? I want to be an entrepreneur now. Was that always in your blood or like I said, did that come later as you got older?
1: I think it was always in my blood. I always watched my parents being self-employed and I could tell that it came with a lot of stress, but it also came with a lot of freedom to design your lifestyle and your business the way you wanted to. Um, And we may have a genetic predisposition to not enjoying being bossed around in my family. So (laughs) um, I think it might be genetic. Um, I've been self-employed since 2000, and I never looked back. Okay.
0: So let's get into real estate now. So uh, how did you purchase your first home? Uh, Where did you find it? And how did you find and How did you fund it? Because everybody... Um, always wants to know how to buy a home everybody always says you need to put 20% down 25% down so you know like where did you find it uh, and I guess the biggest thing is how did you fund it during uh, during that time
1: okay well first of all let me say there are lots of ways to buy a house with much less than 20% down
0: right so- and we'll definitely get into that because I when I'm sorry folks um, when I I was reading stephanie's uh bio you know the main point of this uh interview is that you could buy real estate with uh uh, low or no money down so we'll definitely get into that so go ahead stephanie i'm sorry i did i want to find a tangent there sorry
1: (laughs) yeah no no worries so um i bought my first house in 1997 and at that time it was a head repo so there were foreclosures on the market um And because it was a HUD repo, I was able to get in with $500 down, $500 wow. out of pocket, period. Um, and actually, my mom did my loan, and that was a couple of years before <laughs> I decided to get my license, but that experience stuck in my head. And I later went on to sell a lot of my friends' houses, and uh, you know, the idea of getting in with $500 out of pocket was very attractive, and um, it's actually still possible today. So we haven't seen uh, a lot of foreclosures on the market yet um, in order to do the HUD repo avenue. But um, in California and many other states, there is down payment assistance. So, excuse me. um, In California, we have the California Housing Finance Agency that just introduced a new program a few months ago uh, called the Equity Builder. And it can actually give you a ten percent grant to cover your down payment and your closing costs. So on a four hundred thousand dollar purchase, you could get forty thousand dollars of free money that's completely forgivable if you stay in the home for five years. So each year twenty percent is forgiven until you get to the fifth year, and a hundred percent of your down payment assistance is forgiven. Oh, okay. This agent, this program in California is. Fund self-funded through having a slightly higher than market rate interest rate. So, you know, but they're still pretty competitive um, rates, you know, maybe a half a percent over your typical FHA rate to get into this program. The downside is that they do have income limits. So depending on the median price in your area, it, the income limit may not actually allow you to qualify for a home in that area. So in Sacramento County, the income limit's 81000 and the median price is steadily dropping. Um, it may become a little more attainable, but you max out around 400000 and in the past year, there really hasn't been much inventory in that price range. So that is typically the catch that comes along with down payment assistance Mm -hmm. is that there typically is an income limit because this is not a program for rich people who just like to go on vacation instead (laughs) of saving for a down payment. It's designed to help moderate to low income people become homeowners. So Um, i
0: mean that's a great program i mean but like you said it's i mean just like an fha in some ways you have to uh three and a half percent down and are are there income limits not income limits but there are price limits to a uh to buying an fha home
1: yes there are they uh there is an fha jumbo product um not every lender offers it but it basically goes with conforming loan limits so whatever the loan limit is in your county the agency loan limit um applies to the fha also and then they there is a jumbo or an fha plus product um that again not every lender has but you can get into a higher um house price with fha loan for sure
0: okay um another
1: way oh yeah go ahead no go i'm sorry Oh, I was just going to mention another zero-down program that is nationwide is USDA. So in rural areas, the USDA offers 100% financing to help uh, rural homeowners get into the market. And this program also has income limits, but they're not as strict as the down payment assistance. So they also vary by county, So, but I know in California or Sacramento County, It's around a little over 100000 Yeah. So it's higher than the down payment assistance programs. And USDA does have very comparable interest rates and it is available all across the country.
0: Oh, okay. Now, um, for most wannabe investors or maybe homeowners, uh, it might be hard to imagine buying a home with zero down. Uh, You already explained a couple of them, right? Uh, Are there more ways to get in, especially if... Uh, you, do you do more with homeowners want, you know that's looking to get into their own purchase you know their own uh, property or do you work with investors that are looking to buy houses with no money down
1: well i meet a lot of <laughs> investors that want to buy houses with zero down um we all do <laughs> I, yes um unfortunately 100% of these products are for owner occupants okay um so You know, there are savvy investors that can come along and scour the for sale by owner distressed property list and they can come in and assume some loans. Um, That is not something I typically deal with, but I do meet a lot of investors who want to get in for zero down. And it takes a lot of footwork and being an expert in your area, watching the pre-foreclosure lists, Mm -hmm. you know, all of those tricks of the wholesaling trade um most of my buyers are first-time buyers and they're looking to get in with as little money possible so there are other ways to get in with less than three and a half percent down so that's typically what people think of as um the minimum down payment through an fha loan but there are actually a couple of conventional products that allow you to get in with three percent down and they do require more
0: about that yeah
1: Um, They typically require a higher credit score than FHA. So FHA would be the way to go if you have, you know, a higher debt-to-income ratio or a lower credit score. But if your debt-to-income ratios are good and your uh, credit score is a little bit higher, you can get in with um, Home Possible is one through Fannie, Freddie Mac. Um, And there are a couple of other ones that are conventional three percent down with or without income limits. So uh, stellar credits help with closing costs a lot of times as the market softens. Um, okay. I'm working on one loan with gift equity, so mm-hmm. that is another way to get in with zero down. Let's say grandma, Is downsizing. She's moving into a retirement assisted living and she wants to help her grandkids buy her house that she's moving out of. So she can actually gift them the equity in the house. They can purchase it, get a loan on the remaining value for the purchase price. Hopefully, grandma's giving them a good deal. (laughs) And um, FHA will allow gift equity. So this is a way that borrowers can qualify without coming in with any money through a family deal right
0: but um, you, do you still gotta uh come up with co- closing costs uh money when, when no, you do that, that can oh. be
1: absolutely zero down all that can be oh, paid wow. through seller credits so um fha allows six percent seller credit towards closing costs
0: okay so
1: <clears throat> if grandma is generous she can credit the whole down payment the closing costs and you know help the grandkids come up with a low Mortgage payment by gifting some of her equity to them.
0: Wow, that's amazing. So, and it's funny because you took uh, um, you already mentioned it, but but you know some of like you said some of the investors will go after pre foreclosures and all that. So and maybe for sale by owner. um So for for a new home buyer. Now, do they have to be a new home buyer? Can it be uh, you know, someone that maybe bought a home but hasn't lived in a home in the past five years or 10 years, but now they want to get back into a home? In other words, they might have had a credit dinged uh because of maybe a loss of job or a medical issue. Uh they move into an apartment, but now they want to come back to buy a home. Are they are any of these programs available for them?
1: So yes. Um the lending industry considers a first-time buyer as someone who has not had an ownership interest in a property within the past three years oh so um once it's been three years you qualify as a first-time buyer again um some of these products are specific to some to first-time buyers others are not um it typically won't work for a second home, um, only your primary residence. And also if you own a house like let's say you own investment property, but you live in an apartment, you're still not considered a first-time buyer, obviously, because you're okay. a landlord. <clears throat> okay. Um Yeah, yeah so there's ahead. lots of different ways to lots of different ways wow. to get in there. Um the biggest challenge that my borrowers are having right now is just the higher interest rates are not allowing them to afford the payment so for example I did a comparison on a loan I was working on last summer so it's been almost a year and a half we're at those great mm. interest rates $660,000 purchase and the payment today would be $1,500 more than it would be a year and a half ago wow so, oh, wow! and that's not a high-end home you know it's not it's starter home either but um yeah. you know it's even in that bracket, these borrowers were both in the medical industry and they made $10,000 a piece, but they still don't have an extra $1,500 this year to make up that difference in payment. So the interest rates having more than doubled in the past year has really had a huge impact on affordability. So Yeah,
0: I, I, I just don't get what, what the Fed is doing. but um, And then I heard again, now they might raise another... Uh, uh was it twenty five basis points or something like that? Then I heard somewhere it might be seven, another seventy five uh, basis points. So I don't know what to believe now. But you know, it, it, you're slowing down. In my opinion, you're slowing down the the purchasing of a home, especially some that that could afford it a year ago. But like you said, now it's fifteen hundred dollars more. I mean, that's amazing. Right. That yeah, go ahead.
1: It's crazy, and the values are declining. So yeah. in my market. Uh, we did have an increase in values due to the pandemic, but the past year has seen 40% drop in values. So that all of the pre, all the pandemic gains in value have drastically been reduced. So now people that bought a house six months ago, it's worth $50,000 less than it was when they bought it or, you know, however much, um, It's not a good sign. It's not encouraging buyers or sellers, really, because the sellers are still faced with where are they going to go and how are they going to afford the 7% interest rate. So a lot of people are just deciding to stay put and write it out.
0: Yeah. Uh, You know, it's funny because... A lot of these uh programs that you talk about where you could get down uh you could put the money down whether zero percent or even three point five percent. Not it's not too many that, that's known like that. You know, so you gave us a few, uh, uh, USDA, uh you, you gave us um uh, for instance, if if the owner wants to carry the financing, uh you got now you mentioned home possible, uh also HUD. Would HUD allow homeowner occupant uh to put down less than? 5%, 10%? Uh, I, I'm I'm not sure because I know you bought your first home that way or you bought a home that way. Um, can someone get in with a HUD home?
1: Theoretically, although I will say I have not <laughs> heard of any HUD homes in years. Okay. So I do think, unfortunately, that we are going to be seeing a lot more foreclosures in the next year. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's when hud gets their hands on a home so a uh, hud home is a repossessed fha loan basically okay <clears throat> so what's happening is um people are spending more on their credit cards the inflation's getting worse and at some point the balance will tip and people won't be able to afford something and so when you start seeing more defaults and FHA loans going into default, that's when HUD comes in and repossesses the house. And then we start seeing HUD homes on the market again. So uh, conceivably, you know, and if they do come back the way that they were, then, you know, $500 down used to get you into a HUD home. Um, I mean, it's all up to current, programs, pricing, yeah. regulations once it does come back. So I can't really speculate, but I would be inclined to think they would be doing those same programs again.
0: I you know, it's just amazing because of of what's happening now and I and I'm reading about the market and you know, with the with the interest rate going over 7% or going down to 6.8%, it's just amazing what the Fed is doing and to raise it uh, this much. Um what do you see in your crystal ball stephanie we're talking with stephanie boyd um what do you see in the future happening with the, with the market i i know it's hard to predict because you never know these things but you're more in it than i am because you, you you're living it every day um
1: is, it's honestly what's it's stephanie's hard, prediction it's, <laughs> it's really hard for me to see anything but doom and gloom in the forecast and i oh, wow. hate to i hate to say it but i try to think of something positive but there's just so much uncertainty in the world the world uh, economics the world conflicts the just everything uh in the news affects interest rates you know the jobless rates people's livelihoods you know going out of business we've lost a lot of small business owners in the past couple of years um I mean, my crystal ball is very (laughs) cloudy these days. I see a lot of people, you know, I try to stay optimistic. I want to be with the optimistic crowd. Yes, Um, we need
0: you there. We need you there.
1: (laughs) And, you know, people are always telling me, oh, well, interest rates were 18% in the 80s. Well, okay, that's fine. But in the 80s, that house to 18% was 75,000. Yeah. And exactly. Now, now it's 1500 for the same house, if not more, you know? Yeah. So um
0: no, I I, just... I get it. I I I get it. You don't even have to finish anymore. I can see it in your face. Um, so what are you looking to do in the next three to six months? What's Stephanie Boy looking to do in the next, are you looking to expand or maybe slow down or just you know, status quo?
1: Well, I will say that when the Fed announced that they would be raising rates steadily for the next year i did um go ahead and get an insurance license last early this year in february so um i'm just working on diversification so i've got my insurance license i can offer that to my existing real estate mortgage clients um i have begun working with more investors um i hesitate to really get into that field because the more investors come in, the more first time buyers are driven out of the market. And while I can't really control that, it just doesn't really feel great to participate in it. You know, I don't want to see everybody become a renter. I I really, um, so, I mean, I am working on a lot of backup plans, but I really just want to stay hopeful for the first time buyers. Um, I have had more people calling me in the past couple of months looking to, looking into first time programs, you know, and as the prices come down and affordability hopefully comes back, you know, I would love to continue to help first time buyers, but I see a lot of people, um, diversifying their efforts these days and just trying to come up with a few backup plans to stay afloat in the worst case scenario.
0: No, no, I understand. I mean, you're doing it the smart way, in my opinion. So, first of all, um, Stephanie, I want to thank you so much for being on pay to pay Real Estate Show. I really appreciate it. And before I let you go, is anything do you want to promote, podcasts, books? Because uh, you have a couple of books in you, you know that. I mean, if I I looked at your website, if I missed it, then that's my fault. But you do have one or two books in you.
1: Oh, well, I do hope to write a book someday. Um, at the moment, I do have a handy first-time buyer's guide on okay. my website, which kind of walks you through the process of what does all this mean? What do I need to do to get ready to do this? And that is at stephanieboyd.com mm-hmm. in my resources tab. Um, I I would love to recommend a book for everybody who is doubting their – own ability to become an entrepreneur or just really do whatever they decide they want to set their stars, their eyes on. And my favorite book that I've read this year is You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero. And she's got a whole series. um, You're a badass at making money. You're a badass every day. And um, I thought it was just a great fun read, super inspirational, full of ways to, encourage yourself and motivate yourself and i just love those books
0: okay so you are a badass so and it's a whole series of them all right yeah i'll definitely put that on the show notes and tell us that website one more time
1: it is stephanieboyd.com and it's stephanie like gwen stefani
0: right Yeah. I'll definitely put on the show notes. Yeah. (laughs) Well, anyway, Stephanie, I really appreciate you taking time out uh, to be on, you know, P2P real estate and uh, keep up the great work and the success.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much for having me, William. It was a pleasure.
0: My pleasure too.